0: Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word that is always living. Father, we ask that you please speak to us tonight. Help us in this study, in this series, and help us to prepare for your second coming. Help us to be rapturable. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So welcome once again, uh, online audience on Facebook and on YouTube uh and then on uh anchor on the, on all our podcasts uh, across all the podcast platforms as well uh for those of you who may not know uh, any in uh, we 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 also post this across any podcast apple podcast uh, anchor spotify uh just search for toluto padaada you will uh you and just you get all this series there and um, I want to thank uh, especially my big brothers, my, <clears throat> my mentors, people who, who are far, 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 far ahead of me in ministry uh, for always listening to this, uh, tuning in every time and giving feedbacks. I do not take it for granted. I do not take it for granted. I feel so honored, so humbled. I, I had some amazing feedbacks today. Thank you, Saz and Maz. Uh, for, for those feedbacks. We pray that the Lord will keep uh, helping us uh, to to do this. So, uh, th- because of time, let's just go straight ahead. Revelation chapter 6. And this chapter is quite interesting, I, I must say. Uh, but uh, let's look at what we've, what we've done in the past. Uh, we've talked about um, uh, the throne room in chapter 4, chapter 5, the Lamb breaking the seal and we looked at what what those seals are the the title deed um of the earth uh and uh we we said last week uh, if you if you could remember that uh the 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 devil the dominion man lost in, in the garden the devil um is the prince of this world is the prince of this earth and even jesus didn't didn't um jesus didn't uh, uh argue that with him uh at, 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 at the mountain when jesus was being tempted uh so these are these are some of the things that um i was say last week and then uh why will how we what's what let's look at the redemption story and how jesus redeemed us and uh and and and, and co and we we also looked at uh that is typ- typifying the book of, of ruth or the story of ruth uh and boaz uh, and if you look at that story just briefly if you look at that story uh, 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 like i said before i go into the story like i said at the beginning we really need to have a very lovely and strong understanding of the old testament to to appreciate what's happening in, in the book of revelation sadly a lot of people run away from the old testament and i i repeatedly say this the scripture of christianity is the bible not the new testament so, if you belong to a school of thought or a local assembly that only believes in the New Testament, you're missing a lot because that's not our scripture. Our scripture is the Bible, both the Old Testament and the New Testament. So, in the, in, in the story of Ruth and Boaz, Boaz was a kinsman redeemer of Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite. Remember that they were not even supposed to have anything. The Jews, the Israelites, were not supposed to have Anything to do with the Moabites, they sworn an everlasting enmity with the Moabites. Now, who introduced Ruth to Boaz? Who made Boaz be able to access Ruth, Naomi, a Jew? So, who introduced the Savior to us? To we who are not who are not Jews? So, can you see the story coming? Now, uh, uh, the kinsman redeemer must be willing. Now, uh, Boaz was willing. They must be able. Uh, these are four chapters, you can look at the, the, the story of Ruth uh, on your own. But he was able, remember, the, the closest to to the kinsman redeemer, the, the, the closest kinsman redeemer of, of Ruth, would have been I've forgotten his name, but the guy was not willing and able. was not willing and able to marry Ruth. So Boaz was willing and able. And so Boaz was the kinsman redeemer. Jesus is a kinsman redeemer, redeeming us because he's willing and able. He had the purchasing power, which is his blood, to redeem us. And now, look at it. Ruth, I mean uh, Naomi introduced Ruth to Boaz, but Boaz couldn't meet Naomi without Ruth. So, and uh, uh, Naomi, Naomi's citizenship was not was not in doubt. So the Jews, the Israelites, that's why a lot of people have, like I said in a previous podcast that. Israelology is, is, is a serious course in some other seminaries who believe that the physical nation of Israel shall still be saved. Uh, well, people have, uh, number of, 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 we have a number of schools of thought on that, uh, that were the spiritual Israel, uh, these and that. Yeah, that could be right. But if you still look at from the context of the story of Ruth and Boaz, and look at, let's even look at Boaz. Why was Boaz able to even appreciate a Moabite woman? Who was the mother of Boaz, Rahab, the prostitute <laughs> from Jericho? <laughs> so you could say this that so uh, so Jesus is the typical typifying uh, what the story of 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 Ruth and Moab, uh, our Ruth and and Boaz was actually a a shadow of what was coming in the New Testament, what was coming in terms of uh, redemption of, of man. So. Uh, and then um, we saw in chapter 5 as well last week uh, that the elders and this is going to be typifying just bear this in mind as we go on uh, either one of the 24 elders or the elders are going to be explaining to john things that were happening in heaven but one of the living creatures will be explaining to john the things that will be happening on earth after rapture then you know so and like I said, uh, uh, chapter 5, some, uh, some schools of thought believe that that was the rapture. The church has been invested to heaven. But we'll look at that. Like I said, that's a school of thought. I'll share the second school of thought by the time we finish chapter 6. And then I'll tell you which school of thought I belong to. Then you can come to your own conclusion. And like I said last week, both schools of thought are right. Both schools of thought are correct. These things are going to happen. The only difference is they are three and a half years away from each other. So whether it starts from the year 7 or it, it starts at the, at the middle of the 7 year uh, treaty period, that's just the only difference in these schools of thought of uh, uh, pre-tribulation or post-tribulation. That's just the only difference and we believe both schools of thought believe these things are real events john saw them they're gonna happen we're waiting for the coming of the lord so don't let's get distracted about oh i believe in this school of thought or that but i'll share my own school of thought i won't force it on you definitely uh okay so i said last week that we should read um daniel chapter 9 i hope uh, we read it so that our our discussion today will be faster and then uh, more interesting you you have a great context uh, so, let me just quickly look at Daniel chapter 9. Let me read from verse 24. on. Yeah. Okay. Let me read from 20, verse 20. Uh, uh, then we'll just explain a few things there before we we'll go to Revelation chapter 6 itself. And you'll understand why I'm doing this. I went on praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, pleading with the Lord my God. For Jerusalem, his holy mountain. As I was praying, Gabriel, whom I had seen earlier, whom I had seen in the earlier vision, came swiftly to me at the time of evening sacrifices. He explained to me, Daniel, I have come here to give insight and understanding. The moment you began praying, a command was given. And now I am here to tell you what it was. For you are very precious to God. Listen carefully uh, so you can understand the meaning of your vision now this is the vision a period of 70 sets of seven some older translations say 70 weeks so if you've been uh, a student of, of eschatology you will have heard 70 weeks of daniel um, a lot so these are the 70 weeks of daniel so um, a period of 70, uh, 70 sets of seven has been decreed for your people and your holy city to finish their rebellion, to put, to put an end to their sin, to atone for their guilt and to bring everlasting righteousness, to confirm the, the prophet's vision and to anoint the most holy place. Now listen and understand. Seven sets of seven plus 62 sets of seven so we don't get ourselves confused 7 plus 62 is 69 so he's saying that for 69 weeks in quotes now weeks in this context are years so 69 sets of seven years so uh one uh, one week is seven years in this context so 69 sets of seven years we'll look at that math in a bit so uh, will pass from the time, will pass from the time of, will pass from the time the command was given to rebuild Jerusalem until a ruler, the Anointed One, comes. Jerusalem will be rebuilt and its streets, and with its streets and strong defenses, despite the perilous times. After the sixty-two sets of sevens, the Anointed One will be killed. So now. He's saying that from the time uh, 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 Cyrus will give a command to rebuild the temple till crucifixion of Christ, it will be sixty-nine sets of seven years. Sixty-nine sets of seven years. If you ever, can someone help me with the maths? How many how many years are those? If you look at the Bible history, just I don't I don't really, We're not discussing Daniel. and we're not really treating uh um daniel versus revelation that's why you will see that from the time cyrus gave a command to rebuild the temple till the year jesus was crucified was exactly the same number of years so and and remember that we started with 70 weeks 70 sets of seven 70 weeks now 69 has been accounted for so uh after this the this period okay uh sorry after this period of verse 26, the anointed one will be killed, appearing to have accomplished nothing. It will be like that's the end that the devil is winning. Uh, and the ruler, and the ruler will arise from the armies and will destroy the city and the temple. The end will come to the flood and the war and the mysteries decree from that time till the very end. The ruler. Who make a treaty with the people for a period of one set of seven so this is where we find these seven years of tribulation or seven years of peace treaty or the the rule of the uh, person that we call we popularly call the antichrist but i will still get that uh, is because john didn't even call him the antichrist here so after half this time so the ruler will make a treaty for seven years one set of seven half of that three and a half years some other uh, in other places you have 1260 days in other places you have uh, times time times and half a time several other things that was used to um to 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 uh, uh, typify this time so but half this time he will put an end to the sacrifices and offerings and as a climax to all his terrible deeds, he will set up sacrilegious objects that causes desolation until the fate decreed for this defier is finally poured out. So we have 69 weeks before the Messiah uh, uh, will be killed. Now, there's just one week remaining. So what happened? Jesus has been killed. I mean, the, the Messiah has been crucified uh, over 2,000 years ago where's the last set of seven so there is a pause there is a break and that is what uh, scholars will call the church age that is uh, and the reason why uh, that pause is there is uh, uh, is well, number one devil himself doesn't understand this timetable so he's always ready we'll look at we'll, i will still come back to this at a later time in terms of is the antichrist around because I, we're going to get there so because he, the church age has been going on for two thousand years And Jesus has given us some signs that will end the church age and we start this great this tribulation period, this 70, uh, this last set of sevens. So that is Daniel chapter 9 and the Daniel 70 weeks. So uh the 70th week is what we want to now talk about, and this is the most documented period of time in the Bible. These seven years, in fact, from chapter 6 to 19, document what's gonna happen in these seven years. Uh so that's it uh and this uh the, the 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 seven years is is i mean uh this period tribulation is called several n- names uh it's called the day of the lord uh and i also need to also uh i think i need to put this out there when the bible we joke about this that i was in the spirit on the day of the lord uh and we think it is a sunday uh, a lot of normal people uh, interpret that to be sunday or to be the day go to church. That's not the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord that John was talking about here was the day of this wrath, the day of the Lord's wrath, the day of God's judgment. It's not it's not the day we go to serve the Lord. So, this time has been called the day of the Lord 20 times uh in the in the old 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 Testament, three times in the New Testament. It's also called the day of God, the day of God's wrath, the day of wrath, the day of the Lord's wrath, the day of darkness. So, um those are the names uh, we've called this, this time. So, when, you, when we just say those things, uh, I was in the spirit in the day of the Lord, uh, I think we should be careful. <laughs> so, and then uh, Daniel chapter 9, I mean, chapter 12, verse 9 to, to 11, also talked about uh, when he saw, Daniel saw all, all the things that were, were going to happen. Uh, but the, spirit, the angel told Daniel, go your way, for the words are closed up, seal it till the end of time. Uh, Daniel was asked to seal it because it's going, to, it's going to happen later later in the future but John was asked to reveal it, talk to everybody about it so which means we are uh, to hear what is going to happen uh, so yes i think we've spent enough time on, on, on Daniel uh, so let's go to revelations chapter 6 verse 1 um, and as i watched the lamb broke the first of the seven seals on the scroll then i heard one of the four living beings so like i said the 24 elders was talking about things that were happening in heaven that were happening in heaven the living creatures uh will talk about things that will happen on earth then i heard uh, one of the four living beings say with a loud with a voice like thunder come and i looked okay so let's just look at that verse one uh come here uh is not is not is not is not necessarily come uh from where you're called co- uh the greek word uh is um ekomai which means to proceed to follow because uh it was already it has already been translated in the day of the lord and it was already there so it's to follow to proceed so that's so that the, the things are already started is to, just to proceed to see uh what's happening uh there so uh verse two and i looked i saw a white horse so that's the first seal was a white horse and we're going to dwell on this for a bit i hope we'll be able to do the four horses today but this white horse um, has got a number of things that we should look at so let's read verse two and i saw i looked and i looked up and saw a white horse standing there the right the rider carried a bow and a crown was placed on his head and he rode out to win many battles and gain victory so let's look at this um and see how it affects us these days uh, so a white horse uh, horses are meant for judgment uh, we know that uh, in the old testament second uh, kings a lot horses meant uh, judgment crown here uh, the bible says he had a crown on his head crown here is not diadem is 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 Stephanos. is not a is a is a is a ruling crown not a uh, not a dominion crown It's like uh, a, a a conquering crown, yeah, not a not a not a ruling crown, not a dominion. So, um, Stephanos conquering. So, like a prize, yeah. Let me use that. Like a prize. That's that's the crown um, uh, at this point. I, I mean, that, that the that the that the Bible was talking about about this uh, horseman, this particular horseman. Uh, the white, the the guy that, uh, the horseman that was riding on the white horse. So, um, then he had a bow. He had a bow without an arrow. Bible said he had a bow and he was conquering. So, bows without arrows is showing uh, diplomacy, uh, not necessarily uh, war. Diplomacy. So, that's why a number of people have interpreted this to mean that um, uh, these guys are going to be maybe political leaders, diplomats, um uh, and we'll see if it's happening in our days, but let's let's just go ahead go so Bo uh and also um I mean let me let me let me just let me go let me let me let me divert a little bit. And I'm also thinking this guy will be a typical I mean a typifier of Nimrod uh nimrod was a hunter was a first dictator actually uh in in human history was a hunter uh and um uh, some bible some some bible translations uh when they want to talk, talk want to talk about nimrod they said he he was the first man uh, that went before the lord um the the real the original hebrew For that going before the Lord, it meant he went in defiance of the Lord. He went to dare God. He's the first person that um, will, in in quotes, take up arms to fight against God, in quotes. Now, the last dictator of the earth is also going to do that. We'll get there. Battle of Armageddon. They're going to take up physical arms and fight against God. That's what what the Bible says in, in Psalm 2 that. Why do the Eden rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Why do the kings of the earth uh, take up arms against God and his anointed? That's Christ. Although we use it that uh, is against us. No. And the Bible says the hero sitting never will laugh, laugh them to scorn. So people are going to take up arms against God and against Jesus. But uh, Nimrod uh, was the first person that did that and he was a hunter. So uh, this uh horseman who rides uh upon a white horse is going to have a bow but not an arrow so which means it's going to be diplomatic it's going to be a diplomatic um it's going to be a diplomatic uh, person uh, and the, another uh, word for bow, because the word that was used here um, tokson, uh toxin the hebrew word that is was the same hebrew word that was used uh, to make a covenant with noah in terms of rainbow uh that's Keshet in in genesis chapter 9 verse 13 Uh, so it meant a covenant between noah and god some other people have suggested that okay probably this was going to be a man that will have a covenant to win it will it will win the hearts of people and we're still going to get there we'll see what they're going to use politics to do because we i don't think the world is ready for this kind of 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 events, I'm telling you, these guys will deceive a lot of people, because they, I mean, covenant has been made, a covenant has been given unto them to use diplomacy, uh, to win battles and gain victory, because, uh, that's what the Bible says. He rode out to win many battles and gain victory. And look at look at Daniel chapter eight verse twenty five, Daniel chapter eight verse twenty five. And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. He shall magnify himself in his heart and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of of princes, but he shall be broken without a hand. Verse 27, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, it shall cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abomination, it shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon upon the desolate. Now what the Bible is saying in Daniel chapters chapter 8, 25 to 27, yeah, he's talking about who the Antichrist will be. He shall be a man of peace. He will come, he will, he will through his policy he shall cease. Craft to prosper in his hand; he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and shall magnify himself in his hand. And by peace he will destroy many. So he will come as a man of peace. But in the, uh, verse twenty-seven says, "In the middle of that seven-year treaty, he's going to break it." We are, we, we, are, um, we are, we are, we are. That's that's a familiar thing. And now this guy, a number of people have said, "Okay, this force is going to be the antichrist. It's going to come with diplomatic means." and uh, things like that okay let's assume he's the antichrist let's just use that word for him for now by the time we get to chapter chapter 19 we will be able to uh, know uh, if we should keep using that word so let's look at the, the kind of names uh, that has been given to this guy uh, god himself called him uh, the seed of the serpent and we'll see how this will come up in a bit, because uh, it's going to be like uh, it's, a, a, it's going to be like a a, a shadow, a pseudo trinity, with, with Satan being the father. This guy uh, having a pseudo resurrection, and we're going to see. I hope we'll be able to see before the end uh, of, of this lesson that uh, he's going to have a pseudo resurrection. That's one of the things that's going to use to deceive a lot of people um and then they're gonna have a false prophet who will be like their holy spirit so they're gonna have this demonic trinity so um god called him uh there are about 33 names uh that was that was called that the antichrist was called in the old testament but let's just take a few uh, maybe about three or four uh seed of the serpent idol shepherd idol shepherd Zechariah eleven sixteen and 17 little horn that's daniel's Chapter seven, chapter uh, chapter eight, all through. Prince that shall come, Daniel chapter nine verse twenty six. willful king, also Daniel 11, 36 Now in the New Testament, this guy was called quite a number of names, about thirteen names. Uh, but let's look at about six of them. Beast, Revelation chapter eleven verse seven. Yeah, yes, we'll see that there are two beasts actually. Uh, but we'll look at that when we get to eleven, chapter eleven. It was called the false prophet as well. So that's why i say it's going to be two people but let's look at it antichrist now or pseudo christ false christ antichrist the, the term was used in first john two twenty two. now john was the one that wrote that epistle first john but never used the word antichrist to 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 um describe this guy or these guys in in the book of revelation so mm-hmm. i wonder where people got that from but let's just assume antichrist let's use the word antichrist lawless one um Uh, that's 2nd Thessalonians 2.8, man of sin, 2nd Thessalonians 2.3, one who come in his own name, John 5.43, son of perdition, 2nd Thessalonians 2.3, so what are his characteristics? it's going to be an intellectual genus, Uh, Daniel chapter 7 tells us about that, and chapter 8, verse 23, Daniel 7.20, daniel 8 23 is going to be an intellectual genus ezra ezekiel 28 verse 3 actually also confirms that he's going to be a persuasive orator he's going to be someone that is going to be able to speak and people will follow whatever he wants to say he's going to be an orator daniel seven twenty because the bible says he's going to have a loud mouth we're still going to look at that all those later uh he's going to have a loud mouth in fact there was a particular world leader at a time that uh, I was thinking if if, if it fits into this, uh, into this description so well, uh, so it's gonna be an orator, Revelation thirteen twelve as well, a shrewd politician, Daniel eleven twenty one, Daniel eight, uh, twenty five. It's gonna be a, an amazing politician, uh, a financial genius as well because uh we'll see, uh, Revelation thirteen seventeen, Ezekiel twenty eight four and five psalm 52 verse 7 daniel 11 38 to 43 it's going to be a, a, a that's a financial genius a forceful military leader daniel eight twenty-four. revelation 6 2 we're going to, we're going to yeah yeah because the twelve, of chapter 6 that we just read he wrote out to win many battles and gain victory uh so a forceful military leader uh revelations 13 4, isaiah 4 16 a powerful organizer revelations 13 1 to 2 revelations 17 17 uh, and it's also going to be um, a, a unifying religious guru uh, oh i hope we'll be able to we'll get there by chapter 13 so revelations 13 3 revelations 14 13 verse 3 verse 14 and verse 15 second thessalonians 2 4 so uh, it's going to be a unifying guru because we're going to have a world one religion of the world now let's look at the physical description of the antichrist uh, the bible actually gave us how this guy is going to look like uh zechariah eleven seventeen. woe unto the idol shepherd i said uh, one of the uh, names that the antichrist was called in the old testament woe unto the idol shepherd that lo- liveth the flock the sword shall be upon his arm and upon his right eye his arm shall be clean dried up and his right eye shall be utterly darkened now some have suggested that this guy is going to have something uh like a deformity or something on his right eye and his arm now maybe that is what would drive people when they want to form an allegiance or pledge allegiance to this guy to take up a mark on their forehead or on their right hand in order to in order to you know human beings generally we like to uh eulogize our heroes we worship our heroes we want to be like them we dress like them we speak like them we want to be like them so probably uh, people who want to identify with this guy by getting a mark on their right hand and putting something on their forehead just to typify his right eye drying all out and his ham uh, uh, complete clean dried up. Yeah, so that's 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 a somewhat a physical uh, description of the Antichrist. So, seal number one, let's just quickly go there uh, as a wrap up on, on seal one. Uh, so a white horse comes. The rider has a bow without an arrow, was given a crown that Stephanos, a prize, a crown that's a prize, not not a kingdom like that. And he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. Uh, so that, that symbolizes someone like the Antichrist imitating Jesus. Uh, it will be seen or viewed as a messianic figure. We we'll look at that when we are dealing with seal number six, cross-referencing to um, with Matthew chapter twenty-four. Uh, it's going down. That's, that, that's I mean I, I'm, I'm waiting for that. That's that study. Okay. So um, so what is the what is the significance of the bow? Uh, Bows with no arrow. So it's going to come with peace and diplomacy. I have said that. Uh, Okay, so let's go to number two. Seal number two, verse three. And when the lamb broke the second seal, I heard the second living being say, Come! Then another horse appeared, a red one, and its rider was given a mighty sword and the authority to take peace from the earth. And there was war and slaughter everywhere okay so let's look at seal two although uh it's quite um so number two is quite uh straightforward uh quite straightforward uh so let's let's look at that the red horse um, and uh, the fairy red horse comes out the, the rider was given power to make peace to take peace from the earth and to make men slay each other uh, so uh, of course red is associated with satan uh so there's going to be a policy change you no longer come in peace but let's look at it let's look at these two things how can we say we are immune from this i mean there's already war people killing each other people rejoice at killing each other new cell when it is bad when people are dying people use their each other for ritual it's just 13 year olds Doing money rituals, killing people. I saw a very nasty video uh, a couple of hours ago about some people tying up a woman and they were they hatching. I mean, they were hatchering her. Like it's already happening. It's here. So this <coughs> this second was and there's war everywhere, slaughter. And look at it, and there was war and slaughter everywhere. That's that's the last line of verse three there's war everywhere in uh, in nigeria in syria i mean all over the place threat of war there and there and there is war and slaughter everywhere so even where there is no war you see people just killing each other you see mass shootings in in in, uh, in in some some other countries in the west i mean it's just all crazy crazy so in my own opinion, I want to believe that some of this maybe these seals are already been broken, we don't know. But the uh pre trib tribulation school of thought believe that these seals will not start being uh opened until the church has been harvested. Some people believe that it's in the middle, um, so but we'll see, we'll see uh in a, in a bit by the time we we'll get to six. So, seal number three think how we're doing with time oh okay Should able to do the first four or maybe the first five before we go so seal number three a black horse uh when the lamb broke the third seal that's verse five now i heard a third living being say come i looked up and i saw a black horse and its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand and i heard a voice from among the four living beings saying a loaf of bread a loaf of wheat bread or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay and don't waste the olive oil and the wine i would love to read it in kjv and when he had opened the third seal i heard the third verse say come and i will behold verse 6 yeah it's that verse 6 i want to read in kjv and i heard the voice from among the four beasts say a measure of wheat for a penny and three measure of barley for a penny see thou heard not the oil and the wine so we'll, we'll look at uh, why we should not hurt the oil and the wine in a bit but it's talking about economic crisis economic meltdown i mean uh, when a loaf of bread is costing uh, a day's pay is 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 it not is it not happening in our nigeria i mean some people's daily pay is it actually a loaf of bread facts What's the minimum wage? Thirty thousand, or so. Some people earn less than that. So a loaf of bread is five hundred naira, or so, or seven hundred. Some are seven hundred. So a loaf of bread is actually costing a day's wage. And the the significance of this to the Hebrew to the Hebrews is this, to the Jews is this: Uh, to eat bread by weight. In in the Hebrew culture is is an expression of scarcity so economic meltdown has been happening there i mean there was a time of great recession we've had the whole world had recession nigeria had recession we came out of it technically came out of it we are still in it and things are just getting worse and worse by the day now verse 6 the end of verse 6 say do not hurt the oil and wine what does that mean it shows that there will still be luxury. During this famine, some people will still be doing oil and wine. There will still be luxury. This is just telling, this is the Bible confirming, uh, what's it called? The saying that the rich will always get richer and the poor will always get poorer. There will still be, and among worldwide famine, there will still be luxury. And if you study the history of famine, actually, farming is mostly is often caused by politics not scarcity political selfishness selfishness from, from leaders so not necessarily scarcity if you are in nigeria now i mean the news is all over the place so even if you are not in nigeria i've heard it that a particular uh, importer of of of, of petroleum products imported um, um some with uh, lower i mean uh, excess methanol or something and and is likely to damage cars and things like that and now the scarcity of oil in nigeria people are, are queuing up so it's not because of scarcity and we heard the people that were on the board of the company of that company that is importing were actually part of the regulators so just that uh, it's just politics that cause scarcity not necessarily that cause famine not necessarily scarcity so when the rich is getting richer and the poor is getting poorer i just pray that we will be among the people that will be comfortable uh at this at the time of famine because yes these times will happen there will be famine bible has predicted it there will be famine but i pray that we will be comfortable we'll be we will be the ones part of the ones that are, uh the lord will provide our needs if there's anyone going through a season of famine i pray that the lord will provide for your needs the, 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 the lord has said we should not touch don't hurt the oil and the wine the owner of a thousand cattle upon the hill will supply your needs in the name of jesus now let's look at uh, another type of famine that the bible says will happen in the end in the end time amos 8 11 uh, it's talked about the famine of the world and we know that when people are starving they will eat anything is there not famine of the word of god these days that's why people will just listen to any rubbish that's why people want some preachers prophets uh, pastors or whatever will say some rubbish teach some rubbish to some people and people will just eat it why because there is a famine of the word of god there is a famine and that's why teachings like this need to go on how many how many churches these days teach about the second coming of Christ? Let's look at it. When we were growing up, when we were growing up, at least once in a month, or once in two months, you will hear that Jesus is coming. In fact, almost every week, you will hear that Jesus is coming soon. We we'll sing songs of second coming. Will you be ready when the Lord shall come? Sing songs of rapture. Ah! Uh, uh, da, 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 da Uh, uh, ah i forgot i forgot that song go hey hey, hey. if he he comes to my mind i'm I'm sorry ah i forgot him Uh, and the lyrics the very powerful lyrics those are songs we used to sing in those days to sing about the coming of christ but now famine of the word people only talk about i mean we just talk about the now the now in fact some of some preachers are more of motivational speakers than, 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 than teachers of the word so there is a famine of the word of god and because the word of god is scarce, people will eat anything and that is why those of us that the lord has has, has chosen and has helped uh to share the authentic word the real food, for this end time. We should not relent. Thank God for internet. Thank God for uh, uh, how much this can reach. And those of you listening, please, help someone. Someone is starving. Someone is starving. Help someone. Share this on people's, on, on, on your friends, on your on, on your friends uh, uh, and family's and, status and, and on WhatsApp, on all across all social media platforms. Because there is famine. People want to eat. They, they're looking for food. It's because they've not found balanced diet that's why they're eating anything you may be saving someone you may be helping someone you may be serving someone's life by sharing this honestly speaking because they will live in a time of famine not just economic famine but also famine of the word of god praise god okay let's quickly go to sale three i'm very sure we'll finish before nine o'clock by god's grace Seal number three uh okay yeah, yeah this is three sorry let's go to seal four uh seal 4 and this is uh, this will take time well I'll I'll do it don't worry I should do it before 9 seal number 4 verse verse 7 when the lamb broke the 4th seal I heard the 4th living being say come I looked up and saw a horse whose color was pale green pale green its rider was named death and his companion was grave these were these two were given authority over one fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and famine and diseases and wild animals okay let's 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 back up a little bit let's back up a little bit pilgrim uh i don't know if someone is eating I, I don't want to use this um particular description maybe someone is eating but let's this particular horse is written by two people death and hell is a death and grave uh, although hell here in in kjv is hades or place of the dead that's why uh, nlt called it uh grave so this were well, this will Kill the body, and the soul. Death of the body, and of the soul. That is what this. These horse riders, because there are two. Now. Some of us, because they say well, they will kill with um, diseases and wild animals. Sometimes, when we look at animals, we think wild animals think they are like mammals. But the most dangerous beasts. Upon our the surface of the earth, now even from time immemorial they are microscopic they are organism organisms we cannot see look at coronavirus look at covid look at this last look at all these things bio weapons we've been hearing about bio, about bio biohazard bio hacking uh, uh weaponizing microorganisms do you understand they are, those ones are more deadly than the mammals and the wild animals so these guys are going to be riding on pestilence they may Look at look at what we heard about coronavirus last year 2 years ago look at all the conspiracy theories around, around coronavirus that it was manufactured as an artificial uh, uh, virus and now let's look at the significance of pale green now a number of scholars have, have alluded uh, have suggested that uh, pale green could also mean islam because most islamic countries most of the islamic colors have green in it pale green because a uh, research makes us understand that that's the favorite color of uh, prophet muhammad uh, peace be upon him uh, so that's why most uh, islamic countries or whatever adopt uh, that color so and he said they are going to come these two riders riding on the horse of pale, pale green horse if it's going to be islam they, they they were given power to over one-fourth of the earth to kill with the sword isis with famine and with disease we know what uh what's the name what's their name, sir? what's the name of these people that just took over afghanistan i forgot it the people that just took over afghanistan you know what they are doing now you know the things that they are doing in, in, in the country so but the bible says Power was given unto them over one fourth, <coughs> one fourth of the earth population. So that's why some people believe emotionally that no, no, no the, the God Jesus cannot leave the church to suffer all these things. But let's let's quickly go to sale number five. So uh let's just look at the four the four sales. Uh so uh, the chapter, chapter six described the first four seals for now. So, white horse, red horse. Uh, uh, white horse is conquering a diplomacy. Red horse uh, wars. Black horse famine. Pale green horse death. Okay. So, so let's do, do the four horsemen are really powerful. In fact, there are games and things like that about four horsemen of ap- apocalypse. But let's, let's let's look at some other scriptures. Uh, I should soon round up. But I, and, and let's just do seal 5 so that we can have... We will be able to start from 6 uh, next week. Ezekiel 14, 21 For thus said the Lord God, How much more when I send my four sword judgments upon Jerusalem, the sword and the famine and the noiseless beast and the pestilence, to cut off from it man and beast. So that's the force, man in in the old testament so let's get uh number five verse nine when the lamb broke the fifth seal i saw i saw under the altar the souls of all who had been martyred for the word of god and for being faithful to their testimony they shouted to the lord and said oh sovereign lord holy and true how long before you judge the people who belong to this world and avenge our blood for what they've done to us. Then white robes was given to each of them, and they were told to rest a little longer until the full number of their brothers and sisters, their fellow servants of Jesus, who were to be martyred, had joined them. (laughs) Verse 11, let me read it here and why on this kjv and what was given unto each and every one of them and it was said unto them that they should rest yet a little season unto their fellow servants and also their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled see to be martyred for for the sake of the gospel no matter what we talk about it it's going to happen people are going to be martyred for the sake of the gospel that's that's what this is just straightforward there's no whitewashing here see when they when when christians shout about this in at times just looking, i just look at have not read the bible yeah some people will be martyred but the bible said the good news is that um white truth will be given to us so it will be uh, whatever comes our way may the lord give us the the, the strength to bear it and they, and they, they cried for, uh, for God to avenge uh, their blood. So let's look at avenging the blood of the saints uh, across, the, 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 uh, across this book of Revelation, chapter 6, verse 10. We've already read it. Chapter 16, verse 6, um, will actually fulfill that avenge because uh, uh, they, they, they will give glory to God for avenging the blood of the saints. Chapter 17, verse 6, uh we also talk about uh, a particular woman who was drunk with the blood of the saints uh, we'll, we'll look at that when we get to chapter 17 chapter 18 that's revelation chapter 18 verse 20 also talked about avenging the blood of the saints uh chapter 18 verse 24 uh the same thing chapter 19 verse 2 of the book of revelation also talked about uh, avenging the blood of the saints so um so that's uh seal number five and i think that's a good place to stop uh for tonight uh, so first five seals uh were, were broken Seal number one white horse uh talked about um uh, c- conquering uh diplomacy red horse talked about uh death A uh, war, sorry um black horse farming or economic achieve green horse death and then um, uh, the fifth seal talked about um, the matter so we're going to start from verse 12 tomorrow those five verses verses 12 to 17 will cross reference it with matthew chapter 24 the whole of matthew chapter 24 so please I i beg of you if you can help me please Read Matthew chapter 24 before uh, we come next week. Please, I beg of you, please help me uh, so that we can uh, understand and best uh, able to, to tackle uh, the, the sixth uh, seal. Then we'll take it from there next week. So, God bless you. Do you have any questions for me, either on YouTube or on Facebook? Uh, for those of you listening on podcast, you can always send a voice note on anchor or just hit me up in my dm across any of my social media handles at tolutopadada god bless you uh, we have two more minutes to go any question okay let's just say a word of prayers as we go heavenly father we thank you for this time thank you for this day thank you for sending your word at this time thank you for preparing us for your second coming lord we ask. These things that you said are terrible, are going to happen. Give us strength, Lord. We'll not deny you in the days of trouble. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Give us sound sleep tonight. Speak with us in our dreams. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. 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 In Jesus' name. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful evening. Goodbye.